right. Uh, so it's been a long time since I've done any kind of show um, about anything. I have a few, to be fair, I have a few banked, but um, I was moving and I didn't want to commit to anything I couldn't continue to follow through on. So I just stopped doing this show altogether. Um, but uh, I have a new co-host with me and she's uh, all the way in Canada. <laughs> and she Hello. is Megan. Hi, guys. Um, so I've kind of gone back and forth and about like how I want the show to be. And I just decided to give up on planning it. And Megan was like, I want to do a show with you. And I was like, I want to do a show with you. So, uh, we're going to do one. Here it is. (laughs) It's happening. And it's amazing already. I can feel it. (laughs) Um, so I'll give some background on how I know Megan. Um, I met her at a fateful barbecue uh, that I randomly went to with my friend Miles and my friend Will. And if they're listening, hello. Um, and I can't, I feel like someone was like, oh, you should talk to Megan. Um, she has weird food problems, just like you. <laughs> I was like, and we'll, <laughs> we'll happily talk about poo in any situation. Yes, exactly. I think we talked about probiotics the first night. But like, yes. we st- I, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, that's the best introduction I've ever heard for a friend, new friendship. So I'll just give it a try. And then it turned out she was amazing. And um, we've just maintained being friends, which I think is hard to do. And I'm proud. Yeah, especially when one of us lives in Canada and one of us lives in the States. The States, yeah. Lives somewhere in the States. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, currently, Vermont. Currently, where the fuck am I? Um, so that's another reason why the show didn't happen is because I was getting ready to move. Um, well, for, first, I was trying to decide where I wanted to go. So I started, uh, I quit my job and became a travel nurse, which is something I've wanted to do since I was, geez, like 15. I think I heard about when I was 15. And I... I was just like, all right, the timing is right. I can do it now. So I was, it's, the, I want to do a whole episode about the process because it's just kind of, it's a lot and it's confusing and there's things to know and things to avoid and all that stuff. But so it was like very time consuming mentally and physically um, to get started on this project. So I stopped doing the show just because I didn't have time for it. And also, you know, I, you know, I don't have any sponsors or anything. So I just, all of this is like my effort, like in the efforts of my co-hosts and we, it just takes time. So I was just like, you know what? I don't have time to do this right now. Um, but I miss like the entire time. It's been probably seven months since I've had an episode out. So the whole time I've like desperately missed doing it. It's just, uh, yeah, things got crazy. So I moved in June, I moved to Vermont, um, and I've been here for five and a half months now, um, and it is interesting. <laughs> and Megan's probably sick of hearing me talk about how weird New England is, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so that's, I've just been like hanging out in New England and uh, working at Dartmouth, the children's hospital at Dartmouth, uh, meeting a lot of cool people. And I think I've spent about 75% of this experience simply driving in my car to and from things because everything is incredibly far away so that's where all my time has been going but um yeah so that's kind of up to date i'm sitting in my living room right now um also i don't get cell service here uh so i've been subsisting off of wi-fi calling and facetime audio and learning how to get around not having cell service because this is a weird place but whatever 
So anyway, I went, Megan, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Megan. Hello. Um, I am living in Canada, Alberta, Calgary. Um, I was born in Britain, so I have dual citizenship to two com- fantastic countries. Because she's cooler um, than us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Brexit, you know, screwed over my whole entire, like, European Union working thing, but that's okay. Um, I'm currently studying to become a journalist, so I also write a lot and um, do a lot of interviews, and this is the first time that I'm doing a podcast, which I've wanted to do for a while, and I'm excited about, um, yeah, doing with Murphy. Yay! We generally have great conversations, and so now we're just going to record our generally great conversations. Yeah, you guys are all really privileged to be part of these like incredible <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, Lucky yeah, you. Since this is our, since this is also like Megan and I's first time, like talking on, you know, recordings. Do you know? Do be gentle with us because we'll we'll hit our stride of like awkward laughing. Although I spend my entire life awkward laughing. So, in in really inappropriate situations, I'm just like, ha ha ha. Oh no, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah, generally sarcasm with awkward laughing is my fallback in life so yeah right shows that you're just like a normal confused human like the rest of us yeah yeah um okay so so you're in school for journalism Mm -hmm. um where are you at in your program right now so i'm in my second year of um journalism and then i'm going to be going into communications um next year so yeah two-year program for journalism and then it's a transfers into a communications degree at um, a university which is on an island in Canada called Vancouver Island mm. and it's a beautiful picturesque island um, it was actually uh, has a lot of Scottish heritage which is great because I was born in Scotland and so there's cobble streets and beautiful old buildings <laughs> and um, beaches and all that good stuff and everyone cycles everywhere so it's like liberal you know haven yeah kind of quality and all that stuff i feel like i feel like the cobblestone street thing with a bicycle feels very frustrating and like very vibrational yeah it's a vibration hazard (laughs) make sure your seat is properly cushioned yeah and make sure make sure all your parts are like secured and tightened so you're not just like losing a wheel like i'm imagining like a terrible like disney animation like, yeah, it's not quite the yeah the the cobble of you know up and down more so the the straight. So it's not a like a bumpy cobble. It's oh, like is it like like a bricklay? Yeah, kind of. Like oh, that. oh, that's better. In my head, not I was imagining bumpy. like basically mountain biking the whole way. <laughs> Everybody's just, you know gracefully cycling through Victoria while getting their heads smashed around yeah everyone's got to wear a helmet for sure oh wait do they have those awesome helmets that like explode oh no it's like a neck scarf or something that explodes into a, an inflatable helmet when you crash have you seen no. this that's amazing oh my god i think i might have linked to this in the bicycle episode but i can't remember um it's pretty funny to watch because like so the idea is that you're wearing a shirt or a scarf and i'm getting this wrong and i'm sure people are going to be mad and you like when it feels you careening towards the ground it like explodes into this like spacesuit looking inflatable helmet so that oh. you it like absorbs your impact. Yeah. Um, but watching the what is it, like the informational product videos, like the the guy clearly doesn't crash like on accident, he's crashing on purpose. So watching people try to crash on purpose on their bikes is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> yeah. 
Because every part of your body is saying, don't do it. And yeah, and he's just it, like so. taking his head down to the ground. <laughs> All right. So it's like fashion, kind of fashion forward helmets. So you don't have to look like you're wearing a helmet, but secretly you're wearing a helmet. Yeah. And like I said in the bike episode, just fucking wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Get over it. You know what? Like, it's it's cool. Like, every, I, yeah. everyone who's cool will think Being safe cool. is cool. And not having brain damage, also cool. Yeah, it turns out you can do a lot more shit if you don't have brain damage. Yeah, like have conversations. I don't know. Host a podcast. Live your dreams yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so for our first episode together, I thought we'd talk about kind of a timely issue and one that is near and dear to my heart currently because I'm getting like bitch slapped into winter. And, it's, <laughs> and it sucks and I don't like it. Um, so we hit... Let's see. I think it was last week. My mom. Okay. So my mom came to visit me and she texted me maybe two months before she came to visit and said, it better be cold when I get there. And so I was like, okay, I, the weather here changes just about every 15 minutes. Like I'll look at the forecast. It'll say like snow and rain at 1 PM. And then I look 15 minutes later and then it's like no snow and no rain at 1 PM. So like, I just stopped looking and I was like, we'll see what the weather's like. So the day after she got here, it hit the lowest it's been since I've been here. So I think we had a high of 24 and a low of 12. And that's Fahrenheit. Um, and just for everybody's uh, information, we will be tra- we will be converting these uh, <laughs> temperatures since we're in two countries that follow two different uh, kind of measurements. So Fahrenheit for what, what was it? 20? Okay, so 24. 24 is minus 4 degrees Celsius, everybody. Which sounds much more intense. Yeah. And then 12 is... What did we say? 12 is minus 11. Okay, so it was high of 24 in Fahrenheit and a high of negative 4 in Celsius and a low of 12 in Fahrenheit and a low of negative 11? 11. 11 in Celsius. So really cold. Um, And I think the coldest I've probably been in uh, is 17. And that was after, God, I think I was car camping in Nevada and got out of the you know car camping like seems we were sleeping in the car so like sleeping in the car in 17 is probably worse than being outside because the car gets much colder (laughs) and got like fretful like tossing and turning freezing all night long this is before i had a zero degree bag and i sleep really cold so the zero degree bag is just so perfect for me but uh got out had the little thermometer outside and i was like wow this feels like garbage i am not enjoying 17 so that's the closest coldest i've been in so 12 was I don't know if I could tell that much of a difference, but what I did know is that I put on two pairs of socks, a pair of fleece line leggings, a pair of jeans over my fleece line leggings. Then I wore a long sleeve shirt, my Smartwell base layer, uh, my Patagonia fleece, and then I recently bought a ski jacket because um, I'm going to be in Utah, so I figure why not snowboard, and uh, a hat and a scarf, <clears throat> and I turned and I didn't die, so that's cool how to not get frostbite yeah but how incredibly inconvenient it was to try to leave the house yes winter is incredibly inconvenient in the north yeah it's really awful so and i wanted to talk about this because megan is a winter expert Mm -hmm. Um, i wouldn't say expert i'd just say i don't know what the word would be um savant yes here we go I'm not an expert. I'm more of a savant. Yes. <clears throat> but no, but you've lived in, you said you've lived in winter conditions for the last 11 years. And this is my first winter yes. living in any sort of winter conditions. 
Yes. So, um, and I came from living in Britain, which the lowest it got in Britain was in the wintertime was about five degrees Celsius, which is about 41 Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah. So that is what I grew up with. So you're like me. That's what I grew up with. It gets down. It certainly gets below freezing in Tucson on occasion, but during the day it's, it's not that bad in here. It's Mm -hmm. just bad. Sometimes, some days we'll have about a four degree difference between the temperatures. So it'll be like, and that's, yeah, that's the tough thing when the, when the, so we have this thing in Calgary, which is called a Chinook. Chinook. So it's a Chinook. So what happens is there's a warm weather, um, kind of storm comes in and essentially like creates this warm blanket over top of Calgary, it, like lies in the Valley. And so it'll actually heat our, our city will go from minus 20 um, degrees Celsius, which I'm just going to convert for you guys, which is minus four Fahrenheit. <laughs> and, um, and then it'll jump up 20 degrees in one day. So we'll go from, which is really hard for the body. That body does not do well with temperature jumps. Like right now we're sitting at consistently around minus, um, five, which is around 20, 23 Fahrenheit. So that's, that's great. Um, but when it jumps around, that's when your body's like, <laughs> I hate you and I can't temperature regulate. So I think consistency is key for winter. Yeah. And I think that that is very, like I've only ever grown up with very consistent temperatures Mm because everybody in Arizona knows like it may be hot, but it stays pretty hot until about geez, late November. Like I know it's starting to be nice in the mornings, but it's still 80 degrees during the day. So you get, you just, you kind of very gently transition into the cold Whereas here it got cold immediately and it's not, it's not been that fun. Like Mm -hmm. I, I feel very unmotivated. I feel tired. I feel cold all the time. And I just like, I am not, I'm not adapting well. Not that I really ever thought I would like everyone, like all the people I work with are like, you should just stay for another contract and you should work, just work through the winter. It'll be totally fine. And they're like, it only dips into the negatives you know, for like Christmas hits and it roughly dips into the negatives for three weeks. And I was like, no, that sounds awful. Like you, you presented that like an attribute. (laughs) Only three weeks. Only three weeks. It's negatives. Um, and, and the other trouble here is there's no public transportation. So I live 37 miles from my job. So granted Mm -hmm. it's all highway driving. So it doesn't, it only takes me about 40 minutes, but like, I don't want to commute in the negatives because I don't want to commute when it's icy and I don't want to yeah. commute when it's like actively blizzarding. And, mm-hmm. you know, working at a hospital, you don't have it. Like you have to go to work. They, and, and of course everyone here is like very hardened and very, you know, cool. And they're like, well, a, snow, a blizzard wouldn't stop me from going to work. Whereas like, you know, one inch of snow in Tucson would probably shut the entire town down. But like here you get 16 inches and they, you know, they've plowed the freeways. So you have no excuse not to get to work and I don't want to commute in a blizzard fair um snow tires yes okay so this is another topic because I and everyone in New England has been actually pretty amazing I have I you know someone warned me about the east coast being like they're not gonna they're not gonna love you and they're not gonna like you right away and no one's gonna be nice to you and I was like oh god that's why would you tell me that like I probably could have figured that out on my own you didn't need to like say that preemptively make me think that's gonna happen yeah Yeah, I was just like it's just some dude I met at a climbing gym and he was just like yeah it's just gonna be different here I'm like wow I've only been here a week and now I'm so psyched um 
But I have met like so many amazing people and I found that to not be true. But they are like, they are funny about the winter because they love to, they, they love to tell me how the weather's going to be. Oh, it's going to be this amazing fall because we've gotten so much rain. And then it turned out to be a muted fall. Um, and it wasn't really that great because it got really cold and it started, the leaves started to change and then it got hot again. And so everything got confused and the fall got all fucked up and it just like, every, it's like one tree at a time turned. We never got that like really big turn all at one time. And then people have to tell me like, it's going to get really cold this week and it's going to be fine. But no one fucking knows what's going to happen. No one knows what's happening here. Like who knows? They're like, it's going to be a mild winter. Oh, it's going to be a terrible winter. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> You're not psychic. Stop making the weather. Exactly. It's wrong. So I've had yeah. – that. this does circle back to snow tires. I've had people be like, oh, you're definitely going to need to get snow tires. And I'm like, I'm not going to get snow tires because what the hell am I going to do with my other tires when the snow tires are on? Um, also not to mention buying them. Like I – what, do I strap them to my cargo box? Like just be like the leaning tower Subaru down the road? Like – Oh, look, Murphy's transporting her, her regular tires now. So, and I think I've settled on what I'm going to do personally is that I do have all-wheel drive, so that should help. I do have all-season tires. Um, before I leave to drive across the country again, I will have them evaluated to make sure that they're fine. And if they're not fine, I'm just going to buy new good all-season tires because I am going to go to snow where I'm going. Like, not as dramatic snow, but still snow. But this is like, this is stressful and so annoying like that I even have to worry about this. So as someone who's used snow tires for basically most of their driving life, uh, mm-hmm. please talk about them and tell me like, when do you put them on? Do they really make a difference? Are there different kinds? When do you use chains? When do you use cords? I've heard so many different. Okay, so I'm going to talk about, I have lived in the Rocky Mountains and I've also lived in the city. So I've kind of had two experiences with the winter in um, Canada, in Alberta. Um, One is the city, which I'll talk about firstly. And my first car I purchased, I was, I think I was 20 years old and I could not afford snow tires. I was, they're around $1,400 Canadian. Oh, Um, oh no, we need to start converting. You keep talking and I will convert the money. Okay, perfect. You said $1,400? Fourteen hundred dollars Canadian okay. um, for winter tires, approximately. That's how much I paid for mine when I eventually purchased them. Um, and so I didn't buy them. I was like, okay, well, I can't afford them. I just bought my car. I can't afford winter tires. And I did end up digging my car out of many snow ditches. You did not. <laughs> I did. Um, Holy crap! That's so expensive. You're joking, yeah. right? No, I'm not joking. That's just you how spend, much they cost. You spent eleven hundred dollars. Yeah. On snow tires. That's how much they cost. That is not. <laughs> that's not real. Yeah. Because, you so, know, because snow tires, oh my God, snow tires <laughs> like get even worse gas mileage too, so you spend more money. Because they're softer. They're softer. Um, so that's the thing is with, so snow tires are, they, what happens with like um, s- summer tires completely get really, really hard as soon as it gets cold, um, which is like around, as soon as it hits seven degrees Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is 44 Fahrenheit. Perfect. Um, they get they get um, hard, which means that they're not. There's no traction. They can't grip onto snow. They can't grip onto ice. Um, and so all season tires are fine around that temperature. And then when you start getting dipping into the lower temperatures, is when winter tires kind of come out and are the honorary winners um, because they stay soft and they 
continue to grip on snow and ice at low temperatures. So if you're at a like moderate temperature winter location, some um, all season tires are great because um, they're still gonna they're still gonna have traction. But when you start getting into the like minus 15s, minus 20s, which is really freaking cold, um, you're gonna need to. If you're consistently driving that temperature, winter tires are kind of like snow tires are the way to go. Um, yeah, so I did have my first experience with my car, which was a Mazda, and it sucked. Um, <laughs> I then did switch to a Toyota RAV4, which had all no, had four wheel drive or all wheel drive or four. I think it was four wheel drive. That was a lot better. I just had all season tires, and it was fine. Yeah. And okay. now I have a Subaru, and I have. I have summer tires and I have winter tires. And so I get my winter tires put on every winter, um, which is not like, it's not super inconvenient. I, for me, um, I usually wait until we are consistently in the cold temperatures because it will like your snow tires will get ruined if you're driving in warm temperatures, which like thank global warming because now there's no consistent winter. It's kind of like all over the place. Um, so I do try and wait until like November time, December time to put them on because I don't want to ruin my winter tires that are really expensive. <laughs> yes. Oh my. Okay. So now, so you, so you had a RAV4, which I think the yeah. old models had four wheel drive and now they have all wheel yeah. drive. I don't know. Like just cause I stare at the backs of cars cause all I do is drive here. Um, but so now you have the Subaru with all wheel drive, but you still put snow yeah. tires on it. Why? Oh yeah. Um, because I do a lot of, um, well, one, the main, so the main roads are plowed in our city, but the side roads aren't plowed. So driving on the side roads, there's still, it's completely snow. There's no like road. You're not driving on road. You're driving on snow, which then generally melts and freezes and turns into ice. So I want to be able to drive on those roads safely. Um, and the other thing is I do go to the mountains a lot on weekends. So I'm doing a lot of um, highway driving and or driving on roads that have no cell service. Um, and so when I'm driving out on roads that are completely covered in snow in no cell ser- with no cell service, I want to make sure that I have my snow tires on and I don't slip out when I have my snow tires on. And I do, I haven't gotten them on yet. I'm getting them on tomorrow <laughs> and I have been slipping out a little bit. I just have to be careful around corners and careful on hills. But with my snow tires, I don't slip at all. Like I can go down hills, I can go around corners mm-hmm. and I'm I just go with the corner. There's no like tail fish end, fish ending happening, which does happen with my, my summer tires, even with all wheel drive. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's good to know because I mean, since I'm not committing to winter with any consistency, um, I'm just, I'm getting, it's like, it's intruding into my life. It's happening. Um, I would, I would really like to not obviously have to buy snow tires. Um, my dad, so my dad lives in Spokane, Washington, and they, they consistently get snow. Like they got snow before Vermont did here, um, maybe two weeks ago or whatever. And so he, he found some all season, all weather tires that he felt like did really well. Cause they, and they, they hit like the tens, the teens pretty consistently he's been okay with those so like I think those would be the ones I can't remember what they are but those would be the ones I would get but like yeah if I had to live in snow snow like I feel like probably I I like your reasoning if I had room and like the ability to transport all these tires like I certainly probably would um yeah but I don't I'm not and I think not my reality yeah and I think with like with Calgary we have like the we do have the Chinook so we have the warming and the cooling and so ice does happen Mm. quite a lot 
Um, and you just don't want to be that person that causes a car crash because you didn't have snow tires. Like that's a, a definitely a thing that if you're sliding out or if you're not able to keep up with traffic, because everybody gets snow tires, everybody's driving at a certain capacity in the winter. And if you're that person that hasn't switched over to all season or to winter tires, um, you're a hazard on the road because you can't drive as fast. You can't take corners the same way. You can't stop as fast. And so everyone else is stopping. They're not sliding. And you're that one person who's sliding into the intersection because people will just slide right into the intersection and cause a car crash. So it's <sighs> kind of like you have that responsibility as a driver in winter conditions to just make sure your car is up to standard of everyone else's cars. Like your stopping time's the same. Your corner speed is the same. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think yeah. about that. So, oh. yeah. Everyone out there, cross your fingers <laughs> for me that like we don't get any sort of serious crazy weather um, because, I mean, my, my, my only strategy is because I'm only, I, I feel like I spend 95% of my driving on the highway that I can at least be in the slow lane and go slow and not like totally impede everybody's tra- like traffic situation. But I, my plan is just I'm going to go really slow. Um, you know, and I've, I've talked to some people who work there and I say like, what does slow mean to you? You know, because like, what is it like 30? And they're like, no, go like 50. Like you can go like 50 on the highway. Yeah. Going like, yeah. Like we 10, like I think 10 below is what generally people do here. Like 10 below the speed Mm -hmm. is like what people will drive when it's a, a sketchy winter condition. Yeah. And that and there's there's a lot of hills here. There's not a crazy amount of curves. I mean compared to highways in Arizona, it's basically like a loop de loopy loop. But um it doesn't feel like it's no no significant sharp turns. Although I have to say the interesting part about the like entrances and exits to the highway here, they're they're short. They come up fast and they're <laughs> short. And I'm and then it's usually they do the clover leaf thing. So you're not just going straight you're making this dramatic turn and i'm like i feel like this is ridiculous for this like all the inclement weather that happens here like i can't believe that they would because i'm i'm practicing now i'm like okay here's the exit i'm gonna start slowing down right now because i don't want to i just feel like it would take two seconds to just take a turn a little too fast and then you're off the fucking road oh yeah and i mean i already yeah i already hit a deer on the way here and i just like i can't i don't want to do it again poor fletcher has been through so much already He's a murderer now. I'm like, is Fletcher the deer or your car? No, Fletcher is my car. I wouldn't name the dead deer. <laughs> Did you take the deer home with you afterwards? No, everyone, okay, everyone here has asked me that. Nobody back home has ever asked me that. That's a classic thing. Like, you would take it home and you'd, you'd find someone to cut it up and you'd have it as meat. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense <laughs> because I feel like I beat I don't know why deer hunting so hard. They basically commit suicide on the road. So like I don't know why hunting them proves so difficult. Different topic. <laughs> okay. And I know I feel like I'm gonna piss someone off by saying that. And I don't actually yeah. mean that. I just mean like it's just remarkable that like I, not even trying, have killed a deer. <laughs> So um, I didn't because I didn't even know if I could drive my car after I hit it. So I wasn't going to like strap it to. Also, there's no, I had all my, my entire life was in my car. I didn't have any room. So I went to the, and I actually can't remember if I've told the story on the show before. I don't think I have because I haven't done it. But um, I, so we hit the deer and I was, I didn't even have time to react because I was taking a turn and it was like in the back roads of Kentucky, we were just leaving, um, Red River Gorge 
And I took this 55 miles an hour on it, like a two lane back roads highway. It just felt really fast. So I think I was only going like 45 and I took this, just this curve to the right. And I didn't have time to react at all because all I was, all I, I think all that was said out loud was, ah, deer. And I hit the deer and it was done. Like the deal was done. (laughs) And it was seven in the morning. It was so early. So, um, but it had pulled, it pulled out like the entire plastic undercarriage on the car. And so like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to drive it anywhere. Um, so managed to like push all that back up into like around the wheel well and everything. Um, and of course it took out the whole front light and all that stuff. But, um, I drove it back to the, what was it? The, um, gas station that was there to get duct tape. And the lady at the gas station was just like, Oh yeah, I hit a cow out there last year. I was like, Oh, cool. Do you have duct tape? <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't want to get Fletcher into any more accidents because I'm very um, significantly emotionally attached to him. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? So, yeah. okay, have you ever... Oh, wait, talk. I think we're getting feedback again. Oh, am I... Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. Feedback? No, yeah, still. Okay, hold on. I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call you back and I'll just okay. edit this out. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Technical difficulties. This is the struggle with international podcasting. Yeah. Um, okay. International Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi issues. And I have great Wi-Fi here. It's shocking. That's the one thing that's yeah. great here. I also have great Wi-Fi here. So, I mean, that's probably why we can video chat versus just audio calling. Yeah. Um, okay, so have you ever used chains or what, what purpose do chains have? Um, okay, so my only experience with chains would be last, last winter... Um, I was staying at a winter resort, I would say, um, in Canada. And so the roads were completely ice and every single car was sliding backwards down said roads. Um, and so the truck that I was in pull over chains on four wheel drive on, which is a thing you have to pull over and stop and do that separately. And then you get on the road and you drive up. And you're able to make it up to this beautiful mountain resort. And all the other cars are not. Um, so that was my only experience. I think it's a very like intense situation where chains are required. And I'd say potentially further up north, like northern Canada, would be a place where that would be required. Um, I don't think south, like in the south of Canada, where we're close to the, the U.S. border, which is where 90% of Canadians live, is... 200 kilometers from the u.s border um would we need to use them like on a regular basis okay so so and you can't drive fast with chains on i don't think like no no it's not like i'm gonna go get groceries with my chains on like no it's like we're gonna slide down a mountain if we don't have the chains on yes okay yes now my dad mentioned something else he bought which are cables okay that go onto the car do you know anything about these no idea about cables. Maybe okay. it's a new thing. No idea. I wonder if it's like less intense, but serves the same purpose as chains. Yeah. Maybe it could be an additional like thing for all season tires, like to add like a little bit more traction. Oh. Okay. It's like we're both Googling cables. Oh, absolutely. Two cables. snow tires. Live Google search. Season tires. Um, oh. Yeah. And then I also want to talk about my response to when it snows which is like completely opposite to your emotional response to when it's Yes. I feel like this 
cable thing, let me talk to my dad and ask him questions yeah. because I feel like, no, there's anywhere. a lot of chains and whatever. So we're going to move on. Maybe he's just making it up. <gasps> That's possible. He's a, he's a fibber, <laughs> fibber at heart. <laughs> um, okay. So this happened yesterday. Um, it snowed for the first time here, like in earnest snowed. I mean, we had some flurries the other morning, but it actually snowed for about five hours yesterday, but it didn't, none of it stuck really because it's still too warm for it to stick, but it snowed. And I was like, oh no, it's no, like, I don't want it to snow at all while I'm here. Like, it's so stressful. And then everyone else was like you, I'm assuming. And you're like, yes, yeah, yeah, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, that is my response. When it starts, the first snow is always so exciting. I am not even, I'm not a skier. I'm not a snowboarder. I don't like extreme sports because I have a, I'm very easily stimulated and I don't need to overstimulate myself any more than that. <laughs> um, so I love when it first snows because one, I'm justified staying home all day, drinking tea, reading books, and listening to sweet music while lighting candles and chilling. It's true. All I did do that. I, I went home yesterday. I went home yesterday. I was going to be in town all day and I went home and I was like, I need to get into my fleece onesie and I need to sit on the couch and yeah, I listened to music and I drank tea and then I drank wine. Yeah. Like I feel like winter justifies being a little cozy, nooky, like going to coffee shops and reading books all day and just kind of being peace, like at peace. And I feel like when it's warm outside and it's sunny, I have this like FOMO all the time. Oh my God. And it's guilt all the time. Like I'm like, I should be doing something outside. But I really just want to chill out inside. And I'm a person that really loves to do activities. I'm not a person that's like, I I love activities. I love being outside. I love um, kind of exploring the world. But I also love just chilling out at home. And so when it snows, it's like the perfect setting for me to <laughs> chill out and relax. Um, and then you also don't want to go outside when it first snows because the roads are mayhem. Like yeah. every Like you listen to the radio and it's like, Okay, so there's a car crash on this highway and this highway and this highway and this highway, and you're gonna be waiting for three hours to get to work this morning. So you just don't, you don't just don't worry go. about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, quick forecast update for New England because it has changed again. It's now supposed to snow on Thursday, next Thursday. Like, what are today is Tuesday, so next Thursday. But of course, yeah. who knows what's going to happen? And then it's just going to rain. And then there's clouds. I know that nobody else can see this, but there's ba- it's just I clouds. Can see it. For Exciting. it's very gray here. It is now dark and it is gray. Also, can we talk about it getting dark at four thirty in the afternoon? Is that yeah. happening for you? That's a thing. We had actually. So it's. I guess it's different. Well, I don't know what it would be. I was so I went cross country skiing last weekend, which is the most amazing thing ever and I was just up talking it to Murphy earlier um and we were skiing um in a place called Lake Louise and it started getting dark around so we had to turn back because we started quickly losing sunlight and by the time we were in our car which is around 5 30 um it was pitch black literally couldn't <sighs> see the mountains like we we're driving through and you couldn't see anything 5 30 black it's yeah. ridiculous. I yeah. and I mean I okay, I understand I'm doing But then well. you're like, now I get to drink wine since from like six to like ten. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> I know. I feel I don't know when it gets dark, I, I feel like my day is over because that's yeah. all I've ever done. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm I am complaining a lot about New England because I don't actually particularly like it here. Um 
and it's been five and a half months and I have exactly one month left and I am incredibly ready to get back to the West Coast. It just has a different feel. I don't think I've met like a, I've met very few people I don't like here. It's just the whole vibe is different and I didn't realize it was so different. And so I'm really glad I came here. But, um, and I feel like I was telling Megan earlier in our pre-show chat that I feel this pressure that I should be like just enjoying this like weird, amazing opportunity. And I just fucking hate it. Like I don't like it at all. So I don't want to do that. I'm just counting down the days. This is not the place for me. Um, maybe one day I'll come back to vacation. Probably not. There's lots of amazing places to take a vacation. Um, and I, yeah, but I'm glad I came here. It's a weird experience. It definitely is. And like it getting dark. So the sun, sun comes up at 645 and it goes down at 435. And I've never experienced like so much darkness. And it is, it's dark here. Like you, there are no streetlights in between towns and the towns are minuscule, but the, the highway, it's just, it's, I've never seen something so dark unless I've been backpacking or, you know, mm-hmm. really out in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's remarkably dark. I feel dumb. Yeah. Being, like so amazed by this, but like I, I've never experienced so much consistent darkness. Well, and I think you're not used to, you're not used to that being closer, like further away from the equator. You're on the other side, I believe. So you're not, doesn't get as dark as early. I don't think. Who knows? Wait, you mean in Arizona? Yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't. I mean, it's, yeah, we get a lot more. Yeah, we're much closer to the equator. We get a lot more sun. Yeah. And so like I equate darkness with fond childhood memories because Britain is always dark (laughs) and gray. And so I think for me, when it comes, when it starts getting dark and gray, uh, it's like nostalgic to me. Whereas for you, there's no nostalgia attached to that. There's no like comfort or feeling of like homeness and belonging. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh, it's like dark and gray and I feel so warm and fuzzy inside. This was a wonderful childhood. I'm like, it's dark and gray and I have no friends here like that I have access to that can just come over and drink wine This dark and gray is like expressing my life externally right now. (laughs) And it... God, it's it's also just like um, I I didn't realize how spoiled I was by being able to ride my bike to work and ride my bike to meet my friends and walk downtown and do have be very accessible to mm-hmm. things that I'm interested in doing while still having accessibility to the mountains and like having accessibility in a four hour drive to get into a completely different landscape um, because here I. I, if I were to ride my bike to work, it would be like a, a 90 mile round trip ride. And no big deal. No, just a casual <laughs> average. I'll, I'll ride 45 miles. I will work 13 and then I'll just ride home 45 miles and it will be dark for 85% of that. Um, <laughs> so it's not even like an, it's not even a hilarious option. Like there's no, no. option. No. Um, I do, like I mentioned, there's no public transit, um, except that I, there is a bus that goes from my town to the hospital. And it leaves early enough for me to get there on time. But it doesn't bring me home. (laughs) So it doesn't, I can get there early in the morning, but I cannot get home late enough. So I have to get picked up from work if that's going to be. And sometimes it makes sense to do that. But anyway. um, Murphy also lives in a place that doesn't have garbage. Like, oh. Yeah, let's so, talk. So like that's that's just give the context of where she's living. There's no garbage pickup. <laughs> no, we have I or cell service. Or so. cell or wait, or of mail service. Or no public transit. No mail or service. Mail service. Oh, good. Yeah. I Operate. had I had one blue apron and one coffee delivery 
turned away because I didn't know that there was no mail service. I was just like, where are my packages going? And they got returned. So I was just like, holy shit. So I had to get a P.O. box, which I had to rent for six months, which I'm not going to be here that long, but that's the shortest amount of time I could rent it. Um, and, and granted, it's very annoying, but now I love my post office ladies. Like every time I get a cool new package, I open it up in front of them because they're always curious to see what it is. Like I got this cool new umbrella and they're like, let me see your umbrella. And I was like, yeah, hold on. Do you have a box cutter? Like give me. Um, I got yeah, a new bras. Exactly. Like, oh, let me put them on for you. <laughs> a random lady <laughs> from Florida. But, but we also, yeah, we have no garbage service. So we, um, God, we have to or recycling or anything so we have to pile all of this into my car and not only do i have to bring it to the dump i have to then pay them and i'm like i brought it to you like I, you don't even have to pay for it like I'm, i did the service i did the service i did it it's done i just need a receptacle so i pay four dollars for every 30 gallon bag and we probably have like one 30 gallon bag every two weeks so it's 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 more it's a, like, it's a principle it's a principle. It's it's and it's a privilege. It's such a privilege to have garbage service. Like I also didn't realize that before. But one one thing about the dump that's amazing is that there's this there's this yeah, no, I'm gonna talk up the dump. The one. The one thing. Uh besides the surly locals you get to like interact with a little bit. Um, and the smell. It doesn't smell. It's so amazing. Yeah, it's granted it's cold now, so luckily everything's right. freezing. All the garbage is freezing, but um there is a free table. So it's like it's like a Goodwill and a dump put into one. And the shit that people bring there is remarkable. I I mean, if people follow me on Instagram, I created the treasures from the dump hashtag uh, because I have, since, since going there, I have come home with, one, a very inappropriate romance novel called Too Many Dads. <laughs> Number two, a thousand piece cat puzzle. With the guy who dropped it off gleefully being like, I have more puzzles in the car. Like, don't even worry about it. And we're like, it's fine. We don't want to look through the car puzzles. Um, number three, I have come home with a everything you need to know about sexual abstinence book, which just has been a joy because I was like, I need this book. And I've been I've been gradually quoting from it on my Instagram stories because it's so good. It's from the quote need to know library which also has other books that you can read including um everything you need to know about aids everything you need to know about dealing with the police everything you need to know about date rape everything like i mean just just quite a, a wide breadth of topics that i feel like i might need to collect all of them hope i think like those topics though generally like when you're in a date rape situation, you're not like, oh, I'm going to refer back to this chapter that I read in my book about date rape. Hold on. I need to go ahead and look. Let me get to I need to know library let, first. Let me just reference what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, Just so I know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my most recent um, acquisition was an amazing – this is actually – oh, I don't think my dad will listen. He stopped listening to the show because he said I cursed too much and he can't handle it. So um, – I don't think he's listening, but I got him one of his Christmas presents from the dump, which is a, which <laughs> I found. okay. That's like the circular economy. It's like just reuse, reduce, recycle, man. He, and he would appreciate that more than anyone. He doesn't even like yeah. me to buy stuff for him. So I found Sweet. him a Washington State coloring book for his, because he moved to Washington two years ago. So I'm pretty excited. So the, 
not having garbage service has enriched my life a small amount. Also, uh, learning about maggots. That Gross. was a fun lesson, yeah. No, no, can't handle that. <laughs> no. no. Uh, I was just like, no. uh, there's so many fl- uh, flies and like uh, maggots. Like, what is happening? And it's just, like juicy at the bottom of the trash can. It's just like real rough. I went to the, the Tucson dump landfill oh, last time yeah, I was that's there. That's an interesting experience. Make that sure you tie just... your trash down. That was just great. <laughs> we had to pay $15 to drop off our garden leaves. Oh, you had a lot yeah. of garden leaves then. Yeah, we had, I, I think, no, it was just like the standard cost for dropping shit off was $15. Yeah, and no so matter how much you have. It's $15. Which is why you need to consolidate your dump trips with friends. We did do, like, we did fill up the the garbage with two bags of leaves, and then we then took eight more bags of leaves to the to the gar- to the landfill. It was exciting. It smelled really bad. Tucson is, like... Uh, <sighs> Well, one Maybe it's the heat. It's, it's incredibly heat. warm. Yeah, and it, yeah. and it and it sits and there's not not always a lot of wind and so it just kind of like wafts gently into yeah. your nostrils. Yeah, it's not so good. And like I, throwing couches into the landfill cuz that's fine. I don't know. Oh it's god. I this is it's actually weird to me. This is brought up like a lot of not brought up but like brought to my attention. Like I am I, I'm glad to have done this because I am head on dealing with the amount of trash that I produce as a human being and like how awful and gross it is. And now I'm like, okay, cool. Like the next time that I settle in a place, like there will be composting. And I didn't also, again, like we, you and I have talked about this before, but like mm-hmm. you can, you cannot compost here year round if your compost is outside because it just will stop. Composting. But in Calgary, you can compost year round because we have a composting site and she, they pick up your compost from your friggin' house. <laughs> because, I mean, but really, like... Canada! Because Canada, I know. They, yeah, so she she has someone picking up her compost, like her food scraps. So not only does she, like... All she has to do is sort them out. And yeah, be like, I have a little thing on my counter where all my coffee and my tea bags and my orange peels go and my eggshells. And then I put them in a little bag that smells nice. It's a compostable bag and it goes in the compostable bin and the guy comes every week and picks up the compost. It's absurd. As well as my recycling every week. As well as my garbage every two weeks, which I like that the garbage only comes every two weeks. So it's like, don't have so much fucking garbage. Yeah. What a great way to force. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer that you have to force people into things. Yep. Like, make them not have a choice about, like, especially about very fundamental things like composting and garbage. Um, so I definitely, and not that I should, I mean, I should have been on the compost train a long time ago. I have absolutely no excuses for that in Tucson because I, I feel like 75% of my friends are like compost warriors. Um, so it is shameful that I have yet to deal with it. Um, it's okay. You're still young. You're still I'm time. not, I'm trying to be an adult so bad and I feel like I'm, I'm excelling in some ways and I'm failing in other ways. Yeah. You just got to pick and choose, man. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've probably hit our like agreed upon time limit. Um, and we went on talk pick about landfills. So yeah, which is great. I, I want to just, I want to have fun making a show and if, I, and I, if anyone likes it, great. I, I like that a lot. But if you don't, that's fine. You don't have to listen. Um, but this is fun for us. And I think yeah. we're likable and I think we're entertaining. So, you know, I'm going to toot our horn here for just like. <laughs> just... And we're modest. Yeah, we're so we're so incredibly self-aware and modest. <laughs> All right. Well, Megan. Um, oh, and then, OK, just to, we're going to I'm going to break down the third wall or whatever it's called. Fifth wall. What is it? Come on, you've never done acting? Like, when you break... 
where you talk to the audience. I don't know. Anyway, this is going really well. Oh, we're okay. Um, All right, we're talking to the audience. I'm I'm talking directly to the audience. Uh, so our strategy is we're thinking about doing a show just twice a month um, because we are all, both young, busy professionals. I'll talk more about my kind of my future plans, which is I'm heading back to school next fall. So I will continue to be really busy, but this is fun for us. This is a creative outlet for us. So that's our, that's our proposed schedule. Um, and we hope that you like it and that you listen. Um, and if you hate it, don't send me any emails about it. <laughs> I don't want to hear cause I'm going to continue making the podcast. I'm going to do it regardless. Just stop listening. <laughs> All right. Well, hope everyone's having a uh, warm winter out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, winter. Yay, winter. First encounters of a simpler kind. And it was easy. I was so surprised. One nostalgic melancholy moment. Felt it even as it passed me by. The titty music on the radio. The first snow in a while. Coffee as the dawn was breaking the cigarettes inside. I like the way you slow to smile. I like your eyes. I like your stone.